0: You know what I just realized? So it's a millimaker maker for the showdown on DraftKings, right? Yeah. But did you did you see the prize pool? Well,
1: There's like seven hundred thousand people, or something.
0: Four hundred and seventy. But it's six million dollar prize pool.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. Winner well, take I say
0: that because a lot of times they do thirty three percent payouts to first. I was just I was just going in to run the sim. And I was just like automatically in my head going, okay, 33% to first, but it's not.
1: That would be two mil. What? That would be a double. That would be two mil to first.
0: Well, yes. But what I'm saying is I didn't know the prize pool was 6 million. No, I got you. I thought they'd pull another like, because for the, um, shit, man, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure for Sundays, it's like a, $2.5 million prize pool with a million up top.
1: Yes. There has been... 40% 40 to first? There's been millies where first is a million dollars and second is a hundred K. I know. We know somebody who
0: lost it on the final play of a game, knocked down to a hundred. True. This is one million to first, 200 to second. One fifty to third. That's nice. hundred to fourth. Fifty to fifth. Thirty to sixth. So I mean, look, it's not super flat, but it's definitely better.
1: What? Let's. Is it? Is it twenty percent payouts? Yeah. The other thing with this, never say never, but you're gonna. There's gonna be chops all over the place. So like, you know, part of the prize pool is gonna be you know, if you chop with three people versus 50 people, it's going to look a lot different for sure.
0: But yeah, it's definitely interesting to see this, that we don't only, that it's not like a 40%, 30%, any any of this nonsense, because that makes it kind of difficult, makes it kind of difficult. So we'll take that into consideration. Happy to have you guys with us. This is the stochastic.com NFL first, second look. I mean, this is the real first look, right? Like we got, we have projections, we have ownership, we have everything we need. We we essentially, we know who's going to play. The only questionable, like, are they going to be out there, was Isaiah Pacheco and George Kittle. I have very little doubt that either of those guys are going to be, in. they'll be out there. Uh, I, I guess at this point, it's Jarek McKinnon. Like Jarek McKinnon's the one guy that might be out there. I don't know how much of a difference it makes, if anything at all, but Jarek McKinnon is questionable and has a shot at playing. Aside from that, Uh, it's what pretty much par for the course McKinnon's minimum salary too.
1: There, there is obviously a handful of non-playable characters, I guess you could call them that are important pieces, but you don't worry as much as about them. You know, it could affect some guys, particularly, you know, Kansas city's got a a good lineman who's hurt uh, a couple things like that. But yeah, for the most part, it's, we're not waiting on any crucial news from what I've seen.
0: No, and I just looked at the most recent report. It looks like uh it looks like now he is unlikely to play. Jarek McKinnon.
1: Good. That would make things slightly easier.
0: Yeah, so I guess it's time to make this happen. But you're right. The Chiefs on the offensive line, that is one spot that could be a bit of an issue. I was thinking about this yesterday when you and I talked about, we we did a betting video. Was it two days ago? We broke down our favorite plays, like sides totals MVP first touchdown score. And I was thinking more about Debo Samuel and just uh, the, the weakness on this offense. And it's not like they're, it's not like last year's Chicago bears offensive line, but San Francisco does allow a decent amount of pressure. They do allow a decent amount of sacks. The, the Chiefs were uh, seventh or eleventh, sorry, in in pressure rate. They were first in sack rate this season. They can bring pressure. They can get to a quarterback. We've seen Purdy take a few bad sacks in the postseason as well. Makes you think. And and I know that the Chiefs will play a lot of man. So 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 you got guys like Ayuk and Kittle who can really do damage in those situations. But I think there's also this path where it's like. You just have to get the ball out quick and rely on your guys to pick up yards after the catch. Rely on guys to break tackles and evade tackles. And Debo Samuel fits that mold better than anyone. I'll do you one better, too. The, The Kansas City Chiefs defense is fourth in DVOA in deep passes, too, in deep targets. Like, they don't allow deep targets. We saw, I don't know why Baltimore decided to abandon the run last game. Buffalo did the same thing in the in the wild card round like buffalo in my opinion had every path to win that game both teams felt like shot themselves in the foot i have a very difficult time believing that a san francisco gets away from the run heavily like baltimore and buffalo did and b that guys like debo samuel uh aren't peppered on these short passes to try and get away from this really dominant secondary downfield
1: no doubt about it and Again, the thing or the theme for me today, and we talked about this last week a little bit, is going to be tell that story. And right off the bat, if you have a quarterback, you saw this last week with Mahomes, who's getting the ball off really quickly, that helps the receivers a ton and it hurts the quarterback. Uh sure, a 90-yard, you know, yard after catch will help your quarterback a little bit, but more likely than not the guy's getting tackled pretty quickly. And that means that you could see multiple pass catchers from the Niners really factor in. And Brock Purdy to have, you know, 23 completions, but he has, you know, yards per attempt is very low and it doesn't help him at all. Exactly. I like that though. Because like people, right off the bat, what is the most common thing? If you have a bunch of pass catchers, you're going to play the quarterback. If you don't play the quarterback, you've already cut out a huge percentage of the dupes right there. You and I built a lineup like this last week. We were just kind of messing around. We didn't
0: have projections, ownership, anything like that, but we messed around. We came up with a couple things that we really liked. That, Like, hey, maybe you're trying to get a little bit different, but you're still getting to the top guys, and you don't have to do anything insane. There's ways to do that for sure. Another thing to consider. No receiver had the rushing production that Debo Samuel had this year. Now, he only had 232 yards rushing, but Ben... He had, this is in the regular season too. He had five rushing touchdowns and 10 red zone attempts. Like they will look to use someone such as Debo on the ground. And I, I keep coming back to the fact that I, I keep coming back to the fact that the chiefs, while it may not look like their run defense is, is a weakness. I think a lot of that is because the their opponents, offensive game plans have gotten away from what has worked. And I think the chiefs can be beat on the ground.
1: I mean, I've been saying that for quite a while and, and the chiefs have done what they needed to do to answer the call. Uh, I still believe. And I know, I know people don't like to hear this in sports and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, these are one game sample sizes. Like It's not best four out of seven. It's not anything like that. You can get on a run and win games when you're not the better team, even in the playoffs. And the chiefs are doing that and they deserve all the credit, but, I still think that both the Bills and the Ravens did not really optimally approach those games and the Chiefs took advantage of it.
0: Agreed. It's Super Bowl weekend though, man. It's coming up. It's
1: here. Are you doing anything? No. Um, no, it'll be fun. I, I love it because it's got the PGA. And I'll give a quick shout out to PGA because it's an awesome tournament. Waste management is that Sunday what a too? The debacle last week was from a betting standpoint. Oh my huh? God. So that was... You know, it's that I could spend a lot of time. Did you see the people that tried to angle shoot that and how that went? tried to like load up on massive long shot parlays. Yeah, some got them through. If you you did it before the last shot on Saturday, it counted. I personally think it should have counted regardless. Can I tell you why? I mean, that's insane, but I'd love to hear that, please. Why is it insane? I know what you're going to say is because they could have played – the round the and books you're taking free that roll,
0: the books yes. thought they were free rolling dude because guess what if if those if it does happen they'll they'll happily take all of the money on your eight leg hundred to one parlays every single time they'll take that every single time like if they don't want people to do it pull it yes. don't make it an available market
1: that is true i can't argue with that that's a hundred percent uh what I they'll think is take un- your
0: money any way they can.
1: That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah. What I'm saying is that th- there are there. Are, and listen, uh, I have no, I'm not going to cry much for the books. There are, there is a subset of people out there that think that if you can place the bet, it should stand no matter what. And that's just not how the world works. like if I know I get you,
0: I know. And I'm, t- I wouldn't put it this way. If they voided those bets, you wouldn't see me on Twitter crying that they voided the bets because I understand, as you pointed out, I understand how the world works. I understand these aren't charitable organizations, right? I get all of that. All I'm saying is that when they put them, themselves in these type of situations, they can legitimately free roll. Like, you know, like the type of books that, that if, if there's a push within a, in a like, uh, by the way, I understand, like with same game parlays, they're tricky, but you know, if if a same game parlay a leg pushes, um
1: it's a loss, right? But if it loses, it's also a loss. It comes back to all all of this comes down to these these sites. If you don't have good terms, you're an idiot and you deserve everything that comes to you.
0: For sure. The right. same game parlay thing, I see people complaining about that there are reasons they have to do that type of stuff with same but with something like this, all I'm saying is they free roll. Like they they I don't think I don't think some of these books are dumb enough to leave them up for what, like eight hours, 10 hours. Because like yeah. what I'm saying is they, in my opinion, there is no other reason to leave those up, to leave those odds up. Right. Other than to try and bait people into doing it like you don't think so. Like, OK, if the, if I... round four doesn't play void, all the tickets, if round
1: four does play. Now you got thousands of parlays just sitting there ready to lose. I don't know how many people I would love to know the exposure, like in terms, obviously the, the, the risk with, that's why I don't think they intentionally did it because you didn't need to bet any money. It was like, I'll bet $30 to win 600 K. Right. Like wh- why are they doing that? But yeah, listen, I mean, there were some really sharp people that, that angle shot that in the right way. I don't mean that in the bad way. Um, now this is a a topic that we can delve into more in the odd chopper world. You probably sacrifice your account. So it better be worth it. That is the problem.
0: That's yeah. why I had to stop. A lot of these smaller books took me out real quick for, for jumping in on injury news for basketball, when they hung, when they hung lines and someone would get hurt and, you know, DraftKings fan, a lot of them pull it immediately. But others leave it up there for a few minutes. You jump in, take advantage of that. You're getting massive, massive value on them. But then you can only do that a few times before they say bye bye.
1: Triple, triple red flag. Uh, yeah, it's, it's over like, after that. You're done. There. The, if you did that, your account is torched. But hey, if you got it through, now you got some money to build some showdown lineups with, and uh, that's not that's not a bad thing. MVP for the Super Bowl. Yeah, ibo Samuel. I like it. Him and McCaffrey. I love that. I love that spot. I, I mean, McCaffrey's a great choice. I totally get it. I think that San Francisco is uniquely set up to have a non-quarterback MVP. Me too.
0: And as you mentioned, if Patrick Mahomes has even a faint pulse, he's winning it. If they win, if they win, he's getting it. Unless you think the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey narrative is just too strong.
1: Yeah. I mean, Kelsey's certainly live to win it. Uh, but it's it's just, it's very tricky. Um, but I don't have to worry about that because I don't think the Chiefs are going to win the game.
0: Let's talk some showdown DFS Super Bowl 58. Happy to have you guys with us as always. If you haven't done so, take a single second, hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, atone for your sins here on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, appreciate you. And if you're listening or watching after the fact, leave a comment down below. We very much enjoy reading and responding to those. And never forget, everything we have in podcast form. If it has a shelf life like this, it'll go straight up to podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Whatever it may be, we got you covered. Let's get into this. So first things first, we have ownership. We have projections. We can run the Sims now. That makes a big difference. We were flying blind on Wednesday, last one, which is fun. You and I do it every Tuesday of the regular season. We fly blind, we we lay the foundation, we take a first look. We really have no idea what we're looking at as far as ownership goes, but you know, we try and make some projections and and figure it out from there. I ran a sim and right now, as far as captain goes, my highest exposed captain, Ben,
1: do
0: you wanna take a guess?
1: Well, it's on the screen. I could see it.
0: I ran one personally.
1: Oh, oh, you ran one personally. Uh, we'll get
0: similar results. I'll tell you.
1: McCaffrey. Debo Samuel.
0: Debo oh, Debo.
1: Samuel. Interesting.
0: Well, I'll tell you why I love it. Number one, all of the reasons you and I just talked about why he could win the MVP and why this game could set up really nice for him. But also, $9,200, in my opinion, for Debo is just too cheap. The... You're talking about a one-game slate. One game. The the ceiling that Debo has is astronomical. And you've got two really good defenses here. Who's the type of guy that can take nothing and turn it into something, something huge, and really make magic multiple times in a game, whether it's on the ground, near the near the red zone, or through the air? I love that I'm getting, right now, 17% Debo Samuel at
1: captain. He's such a good captain for... So many reasons, not even about performance, just the way he plays. and I think you were kind of just talking about that. uh, the things that you love about a captain are obviously sealing, the ability to isolate points, the ability to play in any game script, the ability to not need just volume. He checks basically all those boxes. If Debo has a monster game, it's not a guarantee that Brock Purdy has a huge game. no. You can't say that about many receivers. It's
0: entirely plausible that the Debo and Christian McCaffrey both have huge games, and Brock Purdy is average.
1: Definitely. That's a cool way to build. It's like four rushing touchdowns for the Niners.
0: You know what the other cool way to build is though, on the other side, you and I discussed this before. That's been happening with Travis or with Patrick Mahomes a lot lately. That's been happening with Mahomes a ton. It, his last game with more than 20 fantasy points is week 7. Week 7.
1: Ben, week 7. I would know. I've best. been buying I've been buying on the chief stacks and it's not even like it hasn't been working, but it always seems better than it is. Even last week Mahomes and he had 30 30 completions against Baltimore. For 241 yards? uh, and Yeah, Kelsey
0: had 11 for 116 and a score. He had 32 fantasy points on the
1: day that Patrick Mahomes finished with 15. It's, again, short, short, low-variance passes that rack up PPR points for your receivers. They do absolutely nothing for your quarterback. Check this out. Isaiah Pacheco...
0: In weeks 17, 19, because uh, they didn't, didn't play, play in week 18. 19, we'll just, you know, wild card round, but bear with me. 17, 19, 20, and 21. So wild card division championship. 32, 16, 18, and 18, right? Kelsey in those same games. 4, 14, 24, and 32. All right, so now that's two games Each of the last two where Kelsey and Pacheco overlap, both of them 18-plus fantasy points. Kelsey clearly better, 18 and 32, but Pacheco had 18 in both of them, you know as well as I do, in the playoffs with only a handful of games. That's more than serviceable, right? And then look at Rashi Rice. So in the best game that Pacheco had over that stretch, Rashi Rice had 30. And in Week 17, where Pacheco also had a pretty good game, Rashi Rice had 21, right? So that's two guys from this team, Pacheco and all of them having serviceable games and a pass catcher, either Kelsey or Rashi Rice in four straight, both combining for very, very serviceable performances. But in those other four, in those same four games, Mahomes has 13, 18,
1: 18, and 15. To me, that's just crazy. I mean, I, I think the craziest thing is for quite a while now, it's been with the Chiefs. They're going to score, but it's rant. You know, there's so many gadget guys. Who's it going to be? Who is it? Tony, Sky Moore, Watson, Bell, Noah Gray, uh, Edward Toler? There's 10 of them. And what have the Chiefs done? They've said, we're going to go the complete opposite. It's all three guys. And it's been like that for quite a while now. Rice. Kelsey and Pacheco are all playing 80% more snaps and they are getting all the work. MVS is out there a ton and he gets no work. Uh, It's three guys and all of them have plenty of usage and it has nothing to do with Mahomes. It's kind of crazy how the Chiefs consolidated their usage this aggressively.
0: Especially to the point where it's like, it's relegated Patrick Mahomes to like an essential QB2
1: in fantasy realm. I never, I, I mean, obviously we know Mahomes is great. I'm more impressed that he is not even willing. That's not the right word. He's able to successfully tone it down and play like this. Cause like my, my always thing with him is yes, he makes amazing plays, but he also makes some at times crazy plays cause he's so good. He can't help himself. He's not doing that at all. He is just taking the easy wins and saying, okay, I'm not going to throw for 350 and four touchdowns with three, like one and oh, you know, two and oh, like just no picks, no turnovers, clean game, lean on the defense and win the game. You're right. Couple good, comment, couple good
0: comments, couple uh, good comments and questions. Put me in the game, Coach Chris. So, would you build a single entry with no quarterback, just skill players and maybe Chief's defense? They've been playing good. So, look. I want to be very clear. This is by no way saying, and by no means saying, don't build lineups with quarterbacks. Like, that would be an insane thing to say.
1: But I definitely think you can. I I like that. I, I I always try to think with showdown not in terms of does this make sense. It's do I like this more than the average person? Both of clearly. Building with quarterbacks is the move, but am I more willing to build without a quarterback than the average person in the tournament? The answer this week is yes. I'm okay with that more than I think the field will be.
0: And I'm more okay with it than the field because of how we just kind of outlined this. It's uniquely set up to have that type of game where you have Kelsey or Rice or Pacheco on one side And I pointed it out. You have four straight games where two guys were extremely serviceable or not just that, needed to win, whereas you could have been perfectly fine without Patrick Mahomes in all four of them, right? And then on the other side, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, a great secondary for the Chiefs. Yeah. Look, Brock Purdy may certainly just find his way to a big game because Kittle and and Debo are so good. After the catch, McCaffrey, you know, and Ayuk's just a great player as well. Doable, but no, I have no problems building that way. FF Doom said all stats and logic point towards fading Mahomes, but my heart tells me no. With him playing in a dome for all the money, I get it, dude. I get, it. and and you know, I I feel like Ben and I, I feel like Ben and I have lost plenty of money with the same thought process on Mahomes this season. I can't tell you how many times you and I have just tilted, like me texting you or vice oh versa. Um, especially on some of these smaller sites like the Saturdays or the playoff sites where we're like, look, it, how how can we not play a, a 7% owned Patrick Mahomes on a four? Like how can we not play Patrick Mahomes at this price point and then just, you know, triple stack him with be it Kelsey and Rice and then cheap MVS or Watson or whoever it is, Miko Hardman. It's just amazing to me that it hasn't worked at all, at all. Like, there's probably, looking at every game this season, there's probably one game where you needed Mahomes, and that's week seven
1: against the Chargers. It's been fascinating. Now, I do think there are some things that you can point to that say, okay, this has been happening, which may be causing this. One that comes to mind, uh, playoff time. Miami, Buffalo, baltimore what do they all have in common the chiefs were playing basically from ahead or if not very very close uh in these games what happens if it's 17 nothing niners does it all go out the window and mahomes drops back 48 times i think that's possible um so you you want to say okay if this has been happening is this causing it or does it really not matter? And the Chiefs stacks are are having a tough climb almost in every scenario.
0: Look, any of those scenarios are feasible. The reason that hasn't happened to the Chiefs, though, is
1: because the defense has been that good. Absolutely. But can you build for a Niners onslaught? Mm.
0: Like, what if
1: it's thirty-eight to seven? <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. What if it's 38 to seven the other way? Yeah. Who's gonna build that? I mean, the Niners were down twenty-four
0: to seven at halftime.
1: Yeah. If if Dan Campbell wasn't Dan Campbell, we'd be talking about uh Josh Reynolds right now, but we're not. What do you think the line would be on that game? Three and a half. Really? Why? Hmm. Right, what do you think it would be? six no you're probably right now that i think about it i don't know beating going on the road beating the niners like yeah and the chiefs chiefs have been dogs
0: in every game throughout the postseason yeah oh no
1: not 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 miami not my miami.
0: i don't even count that it game. doesn't count Yeah, it doesn't that, it's
1: count. not a real game
0: Yeah, it's it's tough to say. I mean, if the Niners go up early, here's the good thing about the Niners. It doesn't matter what happens because no. like McCaffrey's going to play 100% of snaps assuming he's healthy. Right? Like it doesn't McCaffrey's getting 25 plus opportunities regardless, 100%. Pacheco can be involved and and also, let me add. This is where I think the, the nuance comes into play. Pacheco, well, take the Niners. McCaffrey's going to be involved regardless. Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, involved regardless. They don't really have anybody outside of like Juwan Jennings that you really care about. And you hardly care about that. But if the Chiefs fall behind and they're forced to throw 40-plus times, yes, a lot's going to go to Kelsey and Rice. But then if you're building for that type of game script, you really have to start heavily considering all of those cheap guys that are going to be sprinkled
1: onto the field. So where it gets fascinating is I, again, and one of the things I love, and we're going to talk about this, is some of our tools, you can build in the score that you think it's going to be, and it builds lineups for you like that. With the lineup generator, I think that's the coolest thing. I love that. Uh, If it's a Niners onslaught, I might build some of those that are, four Chiefs, two Niners. I get what you're saying. Because, like, I think there's a chance McCaffrey is the onslaught. Like, he goes insane. He has three touchdowns, and then you put, like, IU there. Those combined, they have five touchdowns, and then you have Mahomes plus three trying to come back. You're right. It's That's more than practical.
0: Like, McCaffrey and Kittle or McCaffrey and Debo just go nuclear. And it's just concentrated between two guys. And then you need the four on the other side.
1: Yeah, because it's dispersed.
0: Josh Gillum said, Chiefs went on the road and beat the Bills and Ravens. 49ers struggled at home against the Packers and the Lions.
1: No way Mahomes loses to Purdy. There's a way. Well, they're underdogs, so you should run to the window, my friend. Uh, you got a nice price on the Chiefs if you think they win. Yeah. You Look, should be worried I mean, about, about Xavier tonight. That's going to be a, a big test for your Wildcats. I hope they win, but going into they're the They're never going to
0: get sharper lines than the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. It's a tough game. Like, if, if the Chiefs win, I'm not going to be shocked they're the Chiefs. Dude, so
0: many of them have been tough lately. Like, last year was so tough to bet. Eagles-Chiefs? Remember, Eagles closed, like, minus one. Every They had every chance to win that game like that that was down literally down to the wire down to the final drive. We've seen a lot of these lately like I don't know how com- let me ask you this cuz you've been doing this for a long time. How confident can you really be like in in handicapping the Super Bowl spread?
1: Yeah, I mean I'm I I guess I just I just posed this question. Do do you look at the line and think that of all the lines out there in all the world that this is the one? that's inefficient. That's what I mean. Like, what's more likely to be inefficient, the Super Bowl or Bethune-Cookman uh, <laughs> and an Alabama State college basketball, which was on the other night? Like, it's probably pretty accurate that the, the Niners should be a slight favorite. Doesn't mean it plays to the spread. That means nothing. I just mean, not sure that there's a ton of value on either side.
0: Yeah, oh, it never means it's going to play to the spread. It just means that there not- isn't really, like, value on either side unless you know something i don't
1: No, i mean that's always fascinating because listen and we talk about that over at odd shop a lot and i thought the bubble was the best illustration of that you know if if the chiefs win 38 to 3 there's gonna be a lot of people that said see the Chiefs should have been a big favorite and if they played the game next week the niners would once again be a two-point favorite uh we saw that in the bubble. It would be like, oh, team gets crushed. There's no home court, and they just play the next day, and it's the same line.
0: Yep. It kept happening with Milwaukee, too, against Miami, the Bucks and the Heat last year. Yep. Uh, when Giannis missed a couple games, and Josh. Yeah, when was, I got torched. Josh, Josh was pulling his hair out, explaining people that, like, if you ran this series back, However many times, like, the Bucs are still going to be favored. They're still going to be considered the better team. It's just the way it works. Um, Either way, I remember there was that one guy saying that there's no way the Cowboys lose to the Bills. And you had said the same thing. Like, go, dude, do what you got to do. Mind you, the Bills are favored in that game. I think they won by 35. (laughs) But just because they won by 35, they would have been the same. It would have been the same thing the next game, the next week, if they had the same game. Yeah.
1: Under, it just doesn't. I would listen to coming off a night in college basketball where I, whew, there was some bad performances. It, you don't get to run it a hundred times. It's not like fixed, you know, like poker and things like that, where you get to to sim it out over and over. You just take the best information and you run with it. But I, I do think for showdown, there is some insight into the perceptions of, of how people are viewing the game and you can build against that.
0: How do you think the game is being viewed? Because from everything I'm seeing
1: it, it's split. But within the split, do you, do you see anything that is similar that ties the split
0: Competitive game. The assumption that it's a competitive game. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I think that both the the common threads that I see are both people think that both offenses will have success. Uh, And I think in general, uh, there are still a good amount of people that have that's are soured on the quarterbacks relative to the slate. That's a good
0: point. And there are a lot of people, too, that are soured on San Francisco a little bit.
1: Very. Like a lot of people are saying, and again, it's not a bad point. You know, they struggled with the Lions. They struggled with the Packers. Like Purdy, the moment might be too big. It's still Brock Purdy. This is not where the quarterbacks are gonna be eighty like if Lamar made the Super Bowl, what would he be? Seventy five percent? Oh own? my gosh. Yeah. Eighty percent owned. Yeah. <laughs> like he'd probably be undervalued.
0: You're right. I'm looking at the data hub where we have our ownership and everything. It's within the same Sims tool page and all that. Um, Captain ownership, 16% McCaffrey, 11% Rice, 10% Kelsey, 9% Mahomes, 6% Brock Purdy. That is pretty low captain ownership for quarterbacks, man. It really is. That's what I mean. Uh, Brock Purdy, 36% projected ownership overall. And Patrick Mahomes, 43 Now you're right. That's for sure lower than I would expect.
1: I think these are things that you can you can really build around. Like, and by the okay. way, that's
0: flex ownership. My fault. The, the ones I just
1: gave you are flex yeah. ownership. Yeah, flex ownership. but. I think that's going to be fascinating. Then we had a question right at the beginning of how wacky, like, are you going to put any defense at captain kicker at captain stuff like that? I already told you I like the under for this game. That can be a build.
0: I don't think I want to go kicker at captain. though. I think I'm very okay. Very okay. With going plenty of kickers. In the flex plenty of kicker at the flex no issues with that matter of fact just looking at this now i have a lot of jake moody at the flex position in my sims run i have a lot and i'm perfectly okay with that ben i have no issues with that whatever i have a good amount of harrison butker harrison butker has proven that he can put up just some absolutely monster games I don't really think I'm I'm interested in captaining these guys. If you think we should, if you think there's an argument there, let me know because I'm more than happy to listen. Here's the issue I have with that: George Kittle is only twelve hundred dollars more than than Moody. Like in the flex, George Kittle is what eighteen hundred more. Uh, he he's not much more than Harrison Bucker either. Rashi, these guys the the. This slate has been priced for the casual. This is not priced like your random week 13 Thursday night game, where if these two teams are playing, you would have an impossible time building a lineup you feel good about.
1: That's where it's always tricky too, because, and this has been a theme for all showdowns. There's the quarterbacks are all at 6k, the backups. And it seems like they just like take the 6k range out besides them. You've got Kittle at $6,400, $1,200 to the next player, and $1,200 to the next player below him. So think about that. That's kind of crazy in a range from $7,600 to $5,200. There's only one player in between that, and it's George Kittle. Isn't that crazy? $2,400 range, and there's one player.
0: It's yeah. And that is, by the way, that for any showdown slate, as you know, as, as you guys know, that's the dead zone for showdowns because it's where they price all the backup quarterbacks, right? hundred percent. Yep. Price all those backup quarterbacks at 6K. George Kittle being at 6,400 is wild to me. Like that. I don't know. I I'm just it is a. I understand that George Kittle is a very hit-or-miss type of player. He's coming off a terrible game. And George Kittle often has those terrible games. We're talking showdown, though. George Kittle can explode a slate. He can wreck a slate. So at 6,400, I really like that a
1: lot. I definitely have interest. I I will say it. I think he might be a slightly better captain because... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, To just nuke a slate. And he, and if he's terrible, you're not going to be like, oh, thank God I have him in my flex and not my captain. You're in big trouble no matter what. Uh, it's not that big of a deal. It, so why not fully leverage? But I, I think he's a really good captain. He is someone, though, just to speak to it, if he is the captain, Hurdy gets a big leap up. Doesn't mean he has to be in there, but it really is a strong correlation. Agreed. Maybe the strongest. Steven said Kittle is going to be blocking
0: all day. Yeah, you know what? Kittle is unquestionably going to do a lot of blocking, particularly against this Kansas City City defense, this Kansas City pass rush. I have zero doubt about that. At the same time, though, how often is Kittle going to be on the
1: field? Oh, my God. I mean, let me see. I have it right here. Uh, He played – let's go to the videotape. 97 percent of snaps in back-to-back games in the playoffs here
0: yeah so even if he's blocking we have to consider the fact that last game he was underwhelming debo ran 35 routes Ayuk ran 34 christian mccaffrey ran 31 george kittle ran 31 routes so while he will do some blocking for sure 31 routes run for George Kittle is essentially tied with Debo and Brandon Ayuk.
1: Yeah. He's out there a ton, and there's no doubt about it. It's he's gonna be very important. Uh how unique are 5-1 onslaughts gonna be? I think pretty unique because everyone I know everyone has differing takes, but I think the the consensus take is that both teams will have success. Five-one in the Super Bowl seems more unique than anywhere, than any other game, because
0: like it's such a you know an evenly matched game, where I don't know, I know for a fact that like the Sims will give us some some five ones because the Sims are are, the Sims are built to be smarter than us. The Sims are built to be able to give you you know high highly simulated ROI lineups that ran tens of thousands of times in a simulation of a contest that is designed to look like this with similar payouts. They tell you, how often did this lineup win? How often did it finish in the top 10%? How often did it cash? How many dupes were there? All of that stuff. That is going to make our lives easier, Ben, because to someone that's just hand-building, I'm not saying you can't do it, it's difficult for you to be able to process the 5-1 builds in a two-point spread game with a 47.5-point total.
1: Absolutely. Again, and that that's why, you know, we're not just showing them for no reason. Like these tools can help in those areas because like logically when you build some of these and I'm guilty of this, you, you're just like you, your mind takes over and you're just like, well, this doesn't make sense. So I'm not going to do it. Uh, but when you, when you ease back and you put some parameters and you let the Sims or lineup generator take control a little bit they can get you to builds that you, or at least I wouldn't normally get to. Uh, I've been doing that all year in Showdown, and I've seen many, many results that that have helped with that mentality. So who was that question from, Justin? Yeah, he was saying the 5-1 onslaughts, how unique do you think they'll be? Um. So, Justin, in my
0: Sims run right now, I just favorited the top twenty. 10 of them are five ones. 10 of them, Ben, are five ones. I like that. That doesn't mean it's going to be popular either. It means that these are highly leveraged lineups, that these are sim- highly simmed ROI lineups. And you know what else it means? It means that more times than not, these type of lineups are not going to cash. Of course. But it also It also means that when they do and when they take off, you are not holding hands with 80 people up top. It
1: If you have a lineup, I mean, that's just the reality. If you have a lineup and you look at it and you say, man, that is solid, that has a big chance to cash, you're not the only person who thought of it because it's pretty simple to do that. And I don't mean that those are automatically bad lineups. I just mean that the more extreme or radical the path that you take, the more the reward is if you get that path. If the game... Not that this is going to happen, but say the game was forty-five nothing. The chances that there would be a big dupe would, I think, be lower.
0: Yes, I agree. And you know, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna get people that go, "Man, all right, I got Christian McCaffrey captain. This Kyle check really opens things up, and then it funnels you into the same build as hundreds of other people. If not yep. more. Now, it's also important that, like, if you're just if you're playing to cash, if you're playing. You know, to cash that's different than playing to win something like this. And if you're playing the Ben, also if you're playing like, hey, I don't care if I get duped because there's so much money up top that I can live with that. That's different. Like th- then you might not have to go full out five one builds and craziness that that is going to separate you. But if you're saying like, look, I don't, I don't mind being duped if 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 I'm up top in a in a six million dollar prize pool then I would say you could be a little bit more conservative with it.
1: Yeah. It's all a sliding scale. It's not, not everything's created equal. Like if you run a super chalky lineup that zeroes out, you might be duped by like a 1000 I'm not exaggerating, like a thousand people. That's no good. If you run a lineup and you're duped by nine people, that might be fantastic. You know, it's not all the same. I would
0: be thrilled to win this. with. Yeah. With a yeah. nine person dupe. Are you kidding? Me up, please. I'd be fine with a 30 person dupe
1: with the with the with the payouts up top. What you want to avoid is the top 10 or 20 most common lineups. Those right. the equity is brutal. You're talking about hundreds of dupes. Right. Right. And also the the actual
0: chance of them winning isn't markedly higher than a lot of these other lineups. No.
1: That's that's the thing. People are like, Oh, you you know you you still win a nice chunk of change. It's like yeah, but it's not a guarantee they win. They might just suck, and right, then you might not cash at all. Exactly, your, your your upside is capped, and your downside. It's not like your downside is that much higher. It's still getting absolutely nuked. There is
0: a way, however, we got almost two hundred people watching with us. Appreciate you hanging out, guys. By the way, I didn't even uh, taking like a look at yet. very fun slate, but uh, there is one guaranteed way to get. Stuff for doing nothing. Bet 365. Now, it's not in every state, but if you are in one of these states, listen up. I promise it's worth your while, especially with the Super Bowl right around the corner. You know, Ben and I talk about it a lot. Like, with the Super Bowl, there are a lot of, (laughs) like, there's just efficient lines. So you're going to bet it anyway. We're all going to bet it anyway. Why not bet it in a way that you're just protecting everything no matter what? Bet365 just went live in Arizona, just went live in Indiana, but they're also in New Jersey, Ohio, Colorado, Virginia, Louisiana, Kentucky, and Iowa, all nine of those states. You deposit five or 10 bucks, bet only five of that 10, get $150 in bonus bets immediately. Your bet doesn't need to win. It doesn't matter whether you win or lose, $150 in bonus bets. And if you do win, it's not like they keep your winnings and give you 150 in bonus bets. You get paid out. You get your original stake back plus the payout plus the $150 in bonus bets. I say it every time, man. The worst case scenario is you just like you go into this into the Super Bowl or even betting NBA and you lose the original $5, uh, original $5 deposit. You lose your 150 in bonus bets. You've lost nothing at the end of the day outside of five bucks that you lose in your sleep regardless. So links in the description and in the pinned comment. If you're not on Bet365, but you are in those nine states, yo, easiest way to get something for doing nothing here. The only thing is you got to be 21 years or older to gamble. And if you have a gambling problem, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. But um, yeah, Ben, taking advantage of just free opportunities, free bonus bets like this, is the number one critical mistake that people make in sports betting is because they only bet on one sports It.
1: I mean, I could spend a lot of time on this. It's it's just every single situation. There is no situation. That's what I love about it. If you're in a big downswing, this money is so vital. It's like, wow, look at this big boost. If you're winning and you're on an upswing, now you have even more to take shots with. Like, it's just that simple uh and i love i mean i'm in new york so obviously i'm bitter about this bet 365 is not some oh we got roto sausage blah blah like <laughs> it's bet 365 it's one of the best books out there
0: yeah not i mean they from what i heard they pioneered live betting in-game betting
1: yeah they've i mean they've been they around pioneered forever. a lot.
0: Anyway, link in the description and in chat. You want to take advantage. All it there's takes no is code. Five to turn right? you
1: into What's that? There's no code, right? No, you just, just the yeah. link five in the 150. Yeah, Mark, just the link is below and you're good to go. Five in the 150.
0: Put together a par life for the Super Bowl with that five bucks. Live you know? a little. I'm not, I'm not trying to like, to endorse irresponsible gaming, but there's really no risk coming your way on something like this. So I would better than betting five to win nine, you know what I mean? Anyway, before we close this out, I wanna do two things. I wanna build a lineup real quick, and I also wanna run the lineup generator. What do you think? And I wanna run the lineup generator with one of your concepts in mind. One team up, one team down. I wanna go a little bit wonky here with the projections. You down?
1: I'm, I'm down, I'm just reading comments. Appreciate the support and chat. Some, some supporters uh, giving me some love. Appreciate it.
0: Nice. Well, you deserve.
1: I don't know about that, but yeah,
0: I'm going to start this off and I'm going to start to build with, I want to go a little different, different than what we did last time. I want to start it with George Kittle at captain and see where we can go.
1: I'm, I'm more than fine with that. I, I, again, I already said this. I think that, this is a situation we've talked a lot about the opposite. If we put George Kittle a captain, I want Purdy in my lineup. I agree. Uh, what do you think? Look,
0: we got it. We got to do what is the merit to fading McCaffrey?
1: Oh, I think there's great merit to it. Uh, one. If McCaffrey doesn't consolidate a ton of production, it means one of two things. One, the Niners got smoked and no one did well. I think that's pretty unlikely. Or two, George Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, Purdy types stepped up and, and they didn't need to rely on McCaffrey. He's never going to get two points, but could he give you a, a middling game? I think, yeah, and if he does, I want more Niners around him to to box him out. Should we try building this without McCaffrey? I think we should. I think we should. Then I'll throw Debo in. Okay. Now we got the, yeah.
0: Kittle, Purdy, Debo is around 7,100 per player remaining for the final three.
1: So, again, I'm going to, because you never, to me, there's never a great way to do this. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it. I think McCaffrey obviously has a ton, you know, he's always anytime touchdown score juice through the roof. These guys, it would be great if they score, but they can also get there being peppered with targets. We talked about Purdy getting the ball out. I'm going to put in Moody to this lineup. I think that this is the type of lineup you could get a couple kicks. I mean, are we building a five one here? I I didn't say that. We're certainly building a four something at very worst. All right. Uh... 8K per player.
0: So we're actually in a pretty decent spot right now. If I were to go Kelsey, that drops us down to essential no man's land. You got a punt or you're going like Harrison Bucker, 49ers defense, Juwan Jennings or something like that. Here's what I'm going to do.
1: I know I'm going to throw. There's one build that makes the most sense here. because yeah, you know I was going to
0: throw Pacheco in.
1: Yeah, that's it. Pacheco yeah. and Rice.
0: Yeah. But that is a popular line. Definitely. So how do we differentiate off of that? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a popular lineup. It's good. It's nice. But it's for sure popular. And you have 400 left over. You're essentially maxing it out because it's the highest price player you can get to with that final spot.
1: I think a quick thing without doing anything crazy is if you want to be a little different, swap Ayuk for Debo. Okay. It doesn't change the the val the, the the lineup much at all. Um if you want to be crazy, you could swap like somebody for I guess you could swap someone for, like, Rice, but that is such a... I'll give you a wild 5-1 build.
0: The final two being MVS and McCaffrey. All
1: right, so that's an insane build. That's <laughs> that's actually insane. I don't know, I mean, that's... You're in the, like, not... You're drawing to, like, Bane the Batman guy blowing up the stadium at some point here. Like, I don't even know what that, what, what kind of game is that? That's like Patrick Mahomes
0: has one big play yeah, field in the game and rice and Kelsey
1: and Pacheco don't get there. Let me ask you this. If that was the optimal, what do you think the chances the chiefs win the game? 0% it's actually zero. Like, I don't think there's a (laughs) scenario where it would be possible for them unless MVS went wildcat and scored on like eight straight possessions. If that's the optimal it's 0%, because the only other way that happens is a
0: couple defensive touchdowns early for the Chiefs and the Niners have to come back and score a bunch of points late. But in that instance, Chiefs have got to be in the
1: optimal. You need the Chiefs. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think you could go... If you want to do a 5-1 I think I think the most common 5-1 is going to be uh Kelsey with the Niners defense. Kelsey the Lone Chief and then you've got the Niners defense. That that makes a lot of sense. Also not going to be overly sneaky. It's just a standard lineup to me.
0: Yeah. I guess all I'm saying is once you get to this four-player build, Kittle, Purdy, Samuel Moody, it gets odd. Because you get funneled into a lot of very similar things.
1: The hope in a lineup like this is that Moody is is the bizarre. Sure.
0: Sure. I could see that. Pull the lineup generator up, Jordan, before we get out of here.
1: Do you have any, can I, can I ask you before we, we bounce on out? And again, you're going to see us, uh, we're going to be talking plenty of Super Bowl leading up to the game. Do you have any interest in any running back besides McCaffrey for the Niners? No, I okay. not even, not even remotely. I don't think I,
0: I do either. And you know, you use the term galaxy brain and, or like a super, no, super mega mind genius play. Is that yours? Mm. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I do say that on occasion.
0: <laughs> right. Uh,
1: 70 chess. Yeah.
0: Last week, McCaffrey missed one play because he got thrown dumped on his head near the goal line. Mitchell came in and scored, right? McCaffrey took himself out of the game for that play. So he played 90, he played 60 of 66 snaps. Now that's 61 of 66 because that's a fluke occurrence. Then. How many snaps did Elijah Mitchell play to ice the game? All yeah. of those snaps. So you're getting McCaffrey to 100% of snaps, if not 99% of snaps, Ninety 90- all but one snap. And he played all but one snap the week before that. He played all but six snaps the- last week, and the only reason he don- didn't play all of them was because he took himself out of the game and because uh, they iced it with Mitchell to keep McCaffrey healthy. That's it. So the only way you're playing Mitchell, in my opinion, is you're banking on a Christian McCaffrey in-game injury where he is in, ab- unable to return.
1: Yes, which, again, yeah. you you definitely do that, but you're drawing to a such an extreme scenario. Uh, I hear you. I don't think it's really worth talking about that type of stuff because that's in the backup quarterback range. Another
0: issue I have is that Mitchell isn't 200. He's 2800. Absolutely. Yep. You know, he had four carries last game. Three of them were to run the clock out on the final drive. One was because McCaffrey, he would have had zero, by the way, he would have had zero carries in back-to-back games. Are you interested in any Kansas city running backs behind Isaiah Pacheco? That's the, that's the more relevant question.
1: So not really, but it's clear to me that that's closer. Correct. And, like I I'd be very content not to have anybody, but there's a path at least. I, I see that a lot more than I see a, a San Francisco running back.
0: And who are your favorite value plays then right now? Because there's not much for San Francisco.
1: Oh, for San Francisco. No, I, I don't think San Francisco is where you get your value. Um, I mean, people are going to go to Kyle use I get it. I'm not going to really look to do that much. I, I, Maybe if I absolutely need to, the value to me is going to, is definitely going to come from the MVS to Tony range. Uh, and then you've got guys like Richie James, McLeod guys that are like, okay, will they see five to 10 snaps? If the answer is yes, maybe you, you say, okay, there's a scenario, but that's tough. Let's run the SIM
0: before we get out or the lineup generator before we get out of here. And by the way, we have this for guys, NBA, all of these sports, same with the Sims. If you're ever interested in trying it out for a week for NBA, NFL, whatever it may be, links in the description and chat for all of that, whether it's a single sport for a week or a month or it's all sport Sims access, which includes all of our tools on top of that, not just the Sims. uh, That's down there. And you get a massive, massive discount in perpetuity, which means it runs forever if you're using the stochastic avatar, but um, go to the lineup generator, Ben, do you want to go? This is how we'll close. First of all, let's just go all lineups. But when we get okay. to these projections, do you want to go standard? Do you want to go both teams up? So just playing above the total on both sides, one team up, both teams down. How do you want to do it? Cause this will create lineups in that vein.
1: This is why I love this build. I personally want to boost I want to boost San Francisco. That's May, but we don't have to. I would go for the third choice. Niners up, Chiefs down. Do it. Let's see what we get. I also think this is the most interesting build to look at. All right.
0: Wait a second. Uh, Okay. I thought it was the same one that I built that you thought was crazy, but it's not. Uh, Kittle, Niners, Brock Purdy, Chiefs,
1: McCaffrey, Mahomes. No, that lineup is crazy. This one? I mean, you're drawing to Mahomes running it in. Having no pass catchers here? I get what it's doing. Again, that's a wacky build. Or you... I mean, again, this is complicated. You're saying that he disperses... He spreads it out so much. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Which is doable, but tough when he concentrates so much volume on Rashi Rice and, and Kelsey. All right, go to the next one, Jordan. That is interesting. That is a really interesting build.
1: Oh, yeah. So that's a so you want to get very, very, very different five one. If you want to get Mega Mind Genius different, five one with the one being the captain. I don't hate that. No. Like that to
0: he- me, that to me is a very viable lineup. And Pacheco has pass catching upside.
1: And there's a scenario where Pacheco is like 75% of all the Chiefs fantasy points. Like he just has all of them yep. because he can, he can hoard them to himself. Do one more for me, Jordan. That's why I love this tool. You can spend so much time just fiddling around with these. You swap a guy in and out Uh, again with showdown. This is the type of stuff. Oh, Richie James. Here we go. So this one is just top, lo- top loaded with
0: expensive Niners, and then cheap Chiefs outside of Kelsey. Keep going. I want to see just a couple more, and then we can get out of here. God, that's oh. interesting. Look at, look at that. Can you see that Niners McCaffrey? So Captain Niners, McCaffrey and Moody. So this is basically just like a straight McCaffrey game. I like this lineup. And feel, so do I. Mahomes, Rice, Pacheco. That's probably my favorite one so far. Can you go down, Jordan, a little bit? It's super high
1: when you're looking at the optimal projection. And it's not that chalky. No. Then again, you can always use these as a starting point. And you say, okay, this zeroes out. This is a little too chalky. All you do... You press the arrow on a guy and you 1v1 him. Right. As simple as that. Like, I I mean, this lineup is, like, this this exact lineup and I swap McCaffrey for Debo. And now I'm, like, unique. Yeah, okay. No one's doing that. You're leaving a ton on the table. And Debo, Debo beats McCaffrey straight up in some runs, no doubt. Oh my God. Yeah. He's done it plenty of times this year alone.
0: Yeah. And that that makes it wild, but also I like it. And Debo can do it on the ground.
1: Now you're at 47 too. You left $2,800 on the table. Might have to play that lineup in a couple. That's a danger. That is, that is a lineup that you're going to be like, how did a, one of lineup score 31? And it's like, Oh yeah, that has that type of downside. But if you get it right, you could actually be borderline unique. Yeah,
0: it's a sick lineup. Niners captain with Moody and Debo, leaving money on the table, but then having the real strong Mahomes Rice Pacheco stack on the run back. Like that's that's nice. That's oh, nice. real nice. Hey, anyway, follow Ben at JazzRiseDFS. DFS. We'll be back Friday for the Sims show, really digging into this. Then, Ben, you and me closing, wrapping up the 2023 season. 2024 season another one in the books for us brother sunday afternoon we'll be back can't wait shout out to jordan klein follow me at lafay underscore d on twitter ben's over at jazz Res dfs thanks to you guys hanging out as always we'll we'll put a bow on the season sunday afternoon but join us back here friday and of course everything for nba deeper dive live before lock tonight strategy shows pga ben's got some pga stuff and everything guys if you're betting the Super Bowl. If you, you know, if you did the BetMGM or Bet365 promo, if if you're like, all right, I got my bonus bets, now what? Um, BetMGM, by the way, if you guys are in any of those other states, link in the description, that's Bet5, get 158. So it's not just those states. BetMGM is doing the same thing. Uh, If you want, you're like, like, what do I do? On the Odd Shopper channel, we're going to have, we already do have a ton of Super Bowl betting content. We'll only have more throughout the week and NBA and PGA. You name it, we got you covered on everything. College, professional, whatever. So don't let those bonus bets go to waste. Put them to good use. We'll see you guys back here Friday for the Sim Strategy Show. Have a good rest of the day. Peace. Peace.